If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R.com. Men love being in control. You know what? It tells me, this is for women out there, a male who just can't give up control, in my opinion, I don't know how you are sexually, well, I'll answer this. I'll answer but this. in my opinion, a man who won't give up control is someone who's very insecure with their own assertiveness. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I am joined yet again by Ross Flanagan. You guys aren't sick of him yet? The flavor game guy, the sauce boss. We are going to talk about sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Hey, inside. I don't know if you need to have your notepads ready, but you need to have your sense of humor ready. That is for sure. And there's some pretty enlightening stuff in here that I think you guys might enjoy. As always, I'm so happy that you're here. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll see you inside. Ross, you probably haven't had an opportunity to listen to Kelly Igo's uh, podcast with me, have you? I need to finish it, and I cannot wait to watch it. It, Dude, she's phenomenal. She is. Longest longest tenured. Yeah, I know I brag about her all the freaking time. She is absolutely phenomenal. But we talked about taboo topics in there. And oh, I loved talking about that. Um, I've already got some hate messages. Isn't it weird that hate messages always there? Why are they always? I'm not kidding. 100 percent of the time, like profiles that like so people so people they have hide. legit burner profiles. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you're that you like have your real profile, and you go to your homepage and you switch your account to to another one. Just that, to make that comment. Just to look up Justin Haley or Grow or Die podcast. And you go to it and you you make that. What's the psychology behind a hater, I guess? I want to know why. Like, what are you getting accomplished here, dude? Do you think they get a dopamine release from that? Like, do you think they yeah, feel good? It has to be like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's got to be. So, um, I, I I have a funny way that I respond to like haters and stuff like that. I'll send them a voice back uh, uh, or a uh, video back of me. Um, usually like in my place, like where you can like tell it's a nice place <laughs> and I'll, I'll like send a video back. Like, um, Hey, let's say the name on it's, I don't know. Bijan. Hey, hey Bijan, you know, thanks for your message. I really appreciate the support. Um, I hope that you're having a phenomenal day as That's well. That's what I always say. I hope yeah. you have a great day. Yeah, yeah, I'm sending elite vibes back your way, baby. Let's make today special. Like something like that. <laughs> Can you imagine how little that makes yeah. them feel? Mm-hmm. But um just squashing the just power. Squashed. Those people don't have sex. No, they don't. There's not a chance in hell that you have a good sex life and then you're going on your phone grabbing social media and hating all of them. Because that's people. how they get off. That is how they oh. get off. Dude, you're right. It's the tiny attention from people they put on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, just based off of your interactions with individuals, you know which of your friends like are having good sex lives and like having good sex. And because you can tell it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
fuck, like my, a lot of my mental ebbs and flows come from my sex life. And it's like, right now I talk about, <laughs> I, I talk often about this is the best I've ever been. I'm doing amazing. My life is so good. Success leaves clues. <laughs> <My> success <laughs> leaves clues. And my sex life is by far, you know, the best that it's ever been. I also understand there's ebbs and flows with it. Mm-hmm. And I know on the other side of the best it's ever been at some is point, the worst it's there's, ever a, been. there's a dry spell. There's yep. something that pops up that inhibits that from happening. Why does anyone talk about sex? I don't know, man. And I messaged you this morning and I was like, why are people afraid to talk about this stuff? It is one of the most natural things that we do as creatures. Yet it's like so buried it's just, and, and everyone is uncomfortable about it, but it's the most, like, you have to be, to, to, to have sex, it's the most vulnerable position you have to be in. By far. Like, completely naked, yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, it's all hanging out. Everything. All, everything. There's no, there's no, what, what, what do we say in bodybuilding? Like, you know, once you're under the stage lights, um, you know, there's no edits or anything. Mm-hmm. No. Well, you're still covered up. Yeah. There, that's a lot of clothing yeah. compared to sex. Yeah. <laughs> Some people fuck with clothes on. They do. We and learned about that in psychology uh, this is, in this college. Is, let me pause you real quick. Yep. This is a this is an interesting thing because the term weird yeah. is like what what is your take on the term weird here? Because everyone has their own things. One of my favorite things about Alston is the diversity of sexuality, though. Ha- question. Have you ever gone out on 4th Street? For, um, like six years ago. Those are all the gay bars. Are. Yeah, all the yeah, gay bars. Yeah. That is a phenomenal place. Oh, I had a blast. To, some of the most fun nights I've had in my life were on 4th Street. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Number one, everyone there is very comfortable with their sexuality. Number two, all of the hot women there are there with their gay friends and like, hey, I can talk to a gay guy. Mm-hmm. I can oh, chat I can it talk up. To a gay guy. I, yeah, you can. You, you practice. I love them. I love them. <laughs> yeah, so, if she's hot, she's there with her gay friends. It's pretty easy. There's very slim. You don't. You're not in a in a. There's no fighting for attention. And her guard is down. Her guard's like, down. Like I remember one time I went to a bar, um, in Maryland, and yeah. we went in, and there was like six rows of dudes. Yeah. All like at a zoo, yeah. like just waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, as a female, yeah. let's get put in her shoes. Yeah. Why would I ever approach Never. 80 of you dudes? Never. Club club play on six. God, all my friends make fun of me because I call it cl- club play. It's called play. It's mm. on six. It is not called club play, but it's a club. That's how play is. Any weekend night, the ratio is 10 chicks to 100 dudes. Mm. Yeah. And... All the dudes are sitting there, you know, dressed. They 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 wore their best fits, and you know, you know me how I go out, dog. I'm chilling. <laughs> I feel cool showing up like this to a club. Yep. Uh, and there, I'm just like you. You guys need to think outside the box. They don't even know the psychology of women. They have no no because women go in. Number one, women do not go out to impress men. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with fifty fifty. The guys get ready at my house and they go out wanting to impress women. Let's get some pussy. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some pussy. Women get ready at my house 
and want to impress each other and yeah. take cool pictures and have a dope ass time. So high. And they want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. So cracking into that code, I'm not a big like meet a person at a bar type of situation. It's not really my because I'm not a bar guy. I don't like mm-hmm. go out. Let me tell you the best place, in my opinion, best way to meet somebody. And I do this all the time. Like, I think you've seen how um, diverse my friend group is. There's like, there's like bodybuilders and fitness people. There's like non-bodybuilders, non-fitness people. Obviously, they work out of their shape. And now you live downtown. I'll go out to Red Ash by myself or Carver's or Eddie V's or True Lux, any of them. I'll sit at the bar by myself. I'm friends with, you know, those are the bartenders I'm friends with and want to be friends with. We'll have conversation. People around me will pick up on the energy. They'll hop in conversation with me. And at Ross, I went out to ATX Casino two nights ago. I made four friends. Mm-hmm. I had the whole fucking bar talking. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I'm the one who started it. Last night, I went to Jay Carver's. It was phenomenal. Oh, my God. Oh, next time we go, we have to get the bone marrow. It really oh, is that good. But I, again, I made all these friends at the bar. I was at Neighborhood Sushi by myself on New Year's Eve and uh, made these two friends. They're super, they, they're phenomenal. And uh, we've gone to dinner once. We have another dinner date plan. Real freaking excited for that. That's how you meet people. <laughs> Not alcohol infused. You don't yeah. know people when you're alcohol infused. Yep. You know people when you're in a sober state at a nice dinner, bonding over you know, food. You know what's funny is I met a, a girl who I would consider friends with. Yeah. Very, very, you know, start of a friendship I can see yeah. today in the workspace. Tell me about it. Um, well, hang my, on, hang on. There's a girl I have a huge crush on at your building. You have a crush? Yeah. Who? Oh, I don't know her name. I just saw her and thought she was cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it's this girl, I would heavily um, <laughs> support that. I would heavily, heavily support that. So my my context of the story is most people in today's generation are afraid to speak. They're thinking like, oh, what does he do? I see him in the lobby all the time. What yep. the fuck does he do? Yeah. But they're just afraid to, because we're behind the screens all the time. Mm-hmm. We're working. We're only communicating via screens. So this is the second time I saw her in the workspace and I had uh, gotten some coffee. She was working alone and I just had said the most pleasant good morning and smiled at her. Yeah. And then she lit up, instantly started talking. Do you do something with like working out? <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then I said, um, and I gave a really, I, I prefaced my answer. I was like, this is going to be the most douchiest thing you hear. That's what I say yeah. too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's exactly what I say when someone asks what I do. Cause I hate, I hate, I hate it. Telling people what I do. I'm about to say I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I said, this is going to be the most douchiest thing, but I'm like a really busy entrepreneur. Yeah. I do. I own like four companies yeah. like everywhere in Kuwait. I just yeah. saw an email. We're in Saudi Arabia right yeah. now. Like that's the douchiest thing to say. Cause I'm not even trying to impress you. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to tell you about myself. And, yeah. and then she was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I, you know, I work for Peloton and no way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so Let's we get them to sponsor girl. I podcast Peloton. I'm ready for you. I'm waiting, dude. I'm waiting. So the point to my, to my, uh, my story, and I think it's going to go along with what you're saying, yeah. is that you just have to like say something. You mm-hmm. Just don't be afraid. Be vulnerable. Yeah. Like if we're talking about sex, you have to be vulnerable yeah. to let go and have that freedom mm-hmm. and, and get that. Re- it's almost like a reward. Absolutely. Um, go to the bar. You're eating by yourself. I have, 
I don't even know you, but I'm going to say, hey, how was that steak? Yep. What'd you get? Yep. I it's, want feedback. Yeah. I want feedback. I want to see what you like because maybe I'll order it next time. Yeah. And um, and in and, and, and that setting as well, what, so why I like high-end restaurants, we have a few things in common. You're here because you love food. You're here because you're financially able to be here. Um, that's I like going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. That's when like the actual rich people go eat at these places, right? Friday, Saturday, you might be night. yeah, you it's might just, be you want to get splurged. something good to eat. Yeah, like you decided three hundred bucks on a Monday wasn't a big deal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like that's who you know I would like to be surrounded by. We have this component of hiding behind a screen. It I, I take it a step further. That girl doesn't need to talk to you. It's not that you're romantically interested in her. She's romantically interested in you, but she could just download an app, hop on, and rather than talking to you, it's way easier to just swipe on people mm-hmm. that you might look interested in from their physical appearance or you have mutual um, interests or whatever yeah. it might be, right? And people rely on that for friendships, but I've been on Hinge. I've been on Hinge. I had a great time on Hinge. Not like a big Bumble or Tinder guy, but Hinge was dope. But and I'm friends with some people that I met on there. That being said, that's to me, that's not how you meet people. You meet people by making eye contact, giving them a pleasant good morning, striking conversation with them, and having no intention. None. Like the guys at the bar, they're intending to get laid. <laughs> they they're like, I have four hours to get yeah. fucked. <laughs> yep, I haven't been fucked in a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm peaking testosterone. I just took C4. I'm ready to fucking go. I'm ready to fucking go. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, some of the best relationships just happen organically. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Tony, Steven. I agree. Uh, ev- like everyone in my life, I've not like sought out yeah. that relationship. Just sort of sort of happened. Yeah. And so if you're listening and you want to meet people, just don't go meet people. Yeah. Have an intent behind it as well. What do you bring to the table? Why the hell would someone want to be friends with you? And furthermore, let's say you meet people, you become romantic, romantically interested in why the fuck would someone fuck you? I mean, actually sit there and think about that. Mm-hmm. Why we're men. So like it's um, women is it, the women to male and the male to women. There's two such vastly different dynamics. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on it. I have been fortunate enough to have, an abundance of experience in my life. And I think that's led me to a place where I know exactly what I want in my sexual relations with people. Mm -hmm. It's very explicit. It is very to the point. It is very like, this is what I want to provide you. We want to provide me. What, why would someone fuck you at the end of the day? You're sitting there listening to this. What the fuck do you bring to the table that you're dude? This is I'm going to talk directly to the dudes right mm-hmm. now. Why would a woman let you put her, your dick of all the dicks, yours, yours inside of her and yeah, grade, share, grade yourself and share that energetic experience yep. with you. When you have sex with someone, you're taking on their energy. They're taking on your energy. This is why like the whole bar scene thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't fucking know you. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. I know nothing about you might be fucking nasty. Like when's the last time you showered? <laughs> like, like dead ass. Like you might be fucking gross yep. beyond that. Man, what if you're distressed about all this fucking debt that you have and you just got laid off from your job and you were just out tonight trying to get a stress relief on shit? I'm a successful entrepreneur. I'm a busy entrepreneur. I love how you said that. I'm a busy entrepreneur. I can't put my I can't share that energy with 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 that. Mm-hmm. And do we've all had bad sex? 
And that oh, yeah. sucks. I don't think there's anything lower on this planet than bad sex. Can I drop a teaser real quick? I would love to hear it. So for those listening and have not listened to me on other podcasts with yeah. you, one of my goals for 2023 is to do stand-up. Yeah. And I have the funniest fucking sex stories <laughs> I am trying not to quote unquote blow my load here on this podcast <laughs> because they are objectively so fucking funny and they're all true. No <laughs> yes. way. And I cannot, I cannot wait to tell them. The last, how long has it been since you had sex with someone with bad energetic exchange? Um, Do you remember the last time? I remember my bad last time. energy. Yeah. Uh, college. Yeah. But these stories that I'm going to tell the public are just like, how can this night get any worse? And then it gets worse. And then you say it again, how can this get worse? And it just keeps getting worse. So I'm very, very excited to share my uh, history. Mine was five years ago. Okay. Five years ago is the last time I had bad sex. Um, and from this experience is when I learned everything I don't want because it wasn't the sex itself. It was everything surrounding. Mm. It was the circumstance it was like the environment. Oh. It was like, this shouldn't be happening. I definitely shouldn't be doing this. I know that I should not proceed, but you're thinking with your dick and you've got some alcohol and you go and there comes a moment every time where you have this moment of clarity of, oh, I should not be doing this. But like, what are you doing? <laughs> What do you do at, at the see now I would stop. I'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that's it. I need to go. But like back then you felt like I felt like I was trapped. I felt like there's nothing I could do. I felt awful and she was having a really good time and it made me feel way worse about the whole thing. And I had to lie and lie and lie and lie. And, you know, then you lose it. And it's mm -hmm. just like, this is, this is, it was awful. Um, but why people are scared to talk about sex is because the vulnerability behind it, I think is a big one. I have a belief. I have talked to any female that I've dated over the last five years since that time. I've talked to them about, what do you want out of sex? Mm -hmm. What is your expectation? You better have an answer. Can you I, better have something. Can I interject? I would love. So for me, music and food all are in the same realm of sex to me. Yeah. So when I go to a steakhouse, like I have this uh, story about Eddie V's. Yeah. The first time going to Eddie V's, the uh, waiter said, how, ex how exactly would you like your steak? Yep. And I was able to describe exactly how I wanted that steak, yep. like over the top details. Yep. And he gave it to me yep. and it was the best steak I've ever had in my life. Yep. So to go on, I believe you're going on this path that you're about to, yeah. about to, uh, about to embark on, know exactly what you like, mm -hmm. communicate that with your partner. So that way, like if I'm cooking, <laughs> if I'm cooking Justin a meal, <laughs> I'm going to ask him how he likes X, Y, Z. Do you like spice? Do you like sweet, salty, sour? And I, my goal is to give you the dish that I'm going to create to hit all those things you like. Yeah. I'm not going to force my preference of food onto you because mm -hmm. then you're not going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You're going to fake it. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so good. Mm -hmm. 
You ever been to a cocktail bar? A nice, nice cocktail bar like in Austin? Mm -mm. Let's hit one up soon. Okay. You go up to the cocktail bar, one of the nice ones. I'm talking one of the top tier ones, like this $30 a drink type stuff. You will go up and the, I hate calling them bartenders, but they're called bartenders. They're so exquisitely skilled. It's beautiful Mm -hmm. to watch them work. They're going to ask you a panel of questions. It's never the same questions that people get asked. They're going to ask you a panel of questions and they're going to configure exactly what you want. I told one of my buddies this recently. He's gotten into dating and things like that, and he's starting to have some success. I said, okay, so my first date is not going to include alcohol with somebody. That's me personally because I don't – that's setting a precedent I'm not going to live up to. I don't drink alcohol like that. If you're someone who you enjoy a casual drink, your first date, my opinion – go to a cocktail bar. What's going to happen is you're going to walk up and this bartender, for lack of a better term right now, is going to quiz you on every single thing that you like. You immediately turn to your date and you talk about sex in the exact same manner. You want to talk about a fucking icebreaker? You don't even have your drink yet. You're not even there yet. And that's going to show you a lot about that person. A ton about that person. How confident are they? Can you tell me exactly what you want the way that you just ordered that drink? Why do we not know what we want? Because there's a few reasons in my opinion, because I've been guilty of this. We stay in relationships that serve no further purpose. And hey, to each their own, I'm no one to judge, but I've wasted a lot of time myself. Number two, we're real scared to try new things. Here's the reality. You try new foods. You might like it, you might not. Try a new drink, might like it, you might not. Try Some of you may need to take a couple times. Yeah, you yeah, you might have to. And that's perfectly okay. Um, but you won't like try new sexual positions, you won't try new sexual fantasies or new sexual kinks, or you won't even like explore the realm mm-hmm. of there's a lot of things that you can do that don't involve a, a penis being inside of a vagina, like that are still very pleasurable for people. And they're not explored because the extreme vulnerability and you have to put your guard down so much mm-hmm. and men love being in control. You know what it tells me this for women out there, a male who just can't give up control. In my opinion, I don't know how you are sexually. Well, I'll answer this. I'll answer but this. In my opinion, a man who won't give up control is someone who's very insecure with their own assertiveness. They can't have that manhood taken from them. Can I interject? I would love for you to. Okay. So my, my life right now, I coach, I tell people what to do. Yep. I have, I know exactly where he's going and I'm in the same boat. Keep going, (laughs) keep going, row this fucking boat, Ross. Yes. So I go to people, I tell them exactly how to live their fucking lives, what to put in their body. I have literally complete control of their life to the point where they have to ask me permission to have Christmas dinner with their family. Okay. I, I operate flavor gang, which I control all the Mm -hmm. products, the marketing, Mm -hmm. everything. Um, and then there's other vent- ventures that I mm-hmm. do to control everything. Mm-hmm. I am a bodybuilder, so I control everything I put in my, my body. Mm-hmm. What I'm missing sexually is I don't want to control. Yes. Dude, I want to let go because mm-hmm. I want that release mm-hmm. that I'm spending literally 99% of my life in this hyper-controlled environment mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying I want to get dominated or like beat up, but <laughs> dude, just tell me what you like. Yeah. Control me a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Tell me exactly what you want. You set the precedent yeah. and I'll follow through. Yep. And I'm the same way with plans, with, mm-hmm. with, with dinner. Oh, and God. It, Okay. What are we going to eat for dinner? Dude, pick up your, yeah. make your fucking decision. I've had to make 10,000 decisions for 10,000 people today. And like this one needs to be off of my plate. Get it done. Get it handled. And when when you say, Hey, dinner tonight, Jay Carver, seven o'clock. Thank the fucking Lord. That's when you and I kind of became friends. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was that one text message. I was like, um, what were we even talking? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And I was like, let's grab a dinner. And I sent you a fucking yeah. like open oh, table yeah. response. Yeah. Be there tomorrow. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And it yeah. was like, that. that's how I operate, dude. Like you say yes, then I, I, all right, it's on me. Let's get it done. This is where we're going to go. And my issue with people who don't do that, there's two things. I, obviously, like I know you're financially well. It's like, all right, we can go to fucking Jay Carver's, right? We can ball out on Jay Carver's. Yeah. All right. If you leave this decision in my hands. <laughs> We're eating a you <laughs> might regret when the bill comes leaving the decision in my hands, but I'm not diminishing my meal for no one. Mm-hmm. Now, if you hit me up and you, my chiropractor, I fucking love my chiropractor, Hugh. Um, he operates out of the same facility. Actually, he's one uh, building over. Okay. Yeah, I love my chiropractor. He hits me up the other night. He's like 24 diner. I'm like, yes. And oh, he was I like, still haven't gone there. Oh my I God. You're so bad. He's like 745. I was like there. Like, I love that shit. And that meal to me was just as good as a Jay Carver's meal because he took the decision yep. off of my plate. He, I wanted to hang out with a friend that night. He made it for me. He made it happen for me. And we know this phrase. The meal always tastes better when someone else makes it. It's Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. This is delicious. Dude. I just fucking slapped it. Yeah. But you made it. Exactly. I didn't have to. You know, it's funny. You bring up peanut butter jelly sandwich. I ordered Smuckers this morning with my Instacart. I got Greek yogurt. (laughs) I got banana. I got almond butter. I didn't hear that about how you order uh, Instacart. Was that on the Kelly's? Yeah, Yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, I've started like not like, because have you seen how much they charge us in Austin? It's like a $40 delivery fee. Yeah, bro. But from Sam's club, I'm just like, dude, the, all of this showing up to my door is very beneficial, mm. but dude, I was ordering groceries on there, wasting a ton of money. I had no idea. I just fucking clicked checkout and I had no clue, but yeah, the Instacart setting us up for extreme failure because you check out, but before you check out the first time, you have to check out two times before you check out the first time. It's like, are you sure you don't want these? <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. Yeah, I want those. I, I absolutely <laughs> Do I want need those. them. Do I need them? <laughs> no. And then after you check out, you have to confirm that you don't want any of these things <laughs> again. And then you, you know, they send you a referral code and then like confirm your address two fucking times. No, I'm, I'm over Instacart, but Hey, Instacart does always, they always, uh, they must know my sex life is good right now because they are always popping up with some condoms and shit. They, like, I haven't worn one. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. Though. So I'm <laughs> just, just trying to safe. be protected. I want to get anyone pregnant accidentally walking by him on the sidewalk. I accidentally cheated on my diet. I accidentally got her pregnant. <laughs> accidentally got her pregnant. Oops, I didn't mean to. You just fell. Um, but I think sex and marketing is one of the most beautiful synchronicities that you can have when it's done right. Um, there's a store at the domain. It's a men's uh, like sport coat, tuxedo. It's a real nice upscale uh, store. They have this massive, as, as, as big as this wall, um, 
portrait out front of a bunch of their models on top of each other, like an orgy. It's, it's literally, it's, it looks like an orgy. The women are all naked. The men are all like rocking, you know, just a sport coat. And like, they're all fucking having sex out there in the middle of everyone in the middle of the domain. For those who aren't familiar, the domain is a massive outdoor shopping center here in Austin, um, just north of the city. I have never wanted to explore what's inside of one of those types of, of places. You and I don't need sports coats and shit like that, and they're never going to have anything that fit us until I saw that one. Then you go inside, and they hit you with this cologne almost like Abercrombie, but not so trashy, <laughs> like, like a classy upscale Abercrombie, if you will. He with this cologne, they offer you a drink right away. The customer service is absolutely phenomenal, but the sex is what gets you in. Once you get in there, there's no more sex anywhere in the store. Now you're there for the product, but they take over. I know we talked about ethos, logos, and pathos. They take over your senses with they so they played on your emotions with sex. Now, here's a smell, and let me give you a taste of whatever alcohol you desire. Mm-hmm. Very attractive women working in there. Very professional, clean cut men working in there. They appeal to your desires so much that you almost feel like you like when you leave, it's like you just got laid. That's literally how you feel. There's the other side of sex as well. Sex marketing. There's a side of sex marketing. Um, hey, I don't give a shit. I'll say it. Victoria's Secret. What the fuck happened? It was sex marketing. That's what they were doing. Playing with sexual desire. from that pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> to say the least. And now I'm, I have no clue how Victoria's Secret's doing. I have absolutely no idea. If I had Joe Rogan's guy looking things up right now, I'd ask him to look up how Victoria's Secret's doing compared to like 20 years ago. I'm assuming since everything's growing, they're growing. But you used to watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Mm-hmm. Not because it got you off, because watching these beautiful, striking women, you know, modeling their thing, whatever, it's very appealing. Yeah. Whatever's going on with Victoria's Secret right now isn't the most appealing situation in terms of promoting health, like true, real health. If that was what we were going for, I'm great with it. Mm-hmm. I'm phenomenal because I'm not saying all those models are healthy. I know what it takes to get down, you know, for some of them oh, to that yeah, level. Yeah. But I know we're venturing really, really, really far away from that now and glorifying and almost yeah, gamifying yep. it. And we have this a, a, a big item with sex right now. We're in this gray area with sex about, well, you know, I'm in shape. My sexual partner is in phenomenal shape. And so like, well, kind of feel bad talking about it, right? Because we feel like sex is supposed to be something, you know, that, that society is directing elsewhere. And like, that's sexy. And we're supposed to think that's sexy. We're being told these things are sexy, but do any of us actually think that it's, it's, it's appealing? Do any of us actually want to be in that extremely vulnerable position with what we're being told is sexy, And I'm not sure it's, I think we're missing the mark with sex marketing here, but I think that you're the marketing genius, the marketing guru to me. I think that sex can be done tasteful Mm -hmm. and I think it can be done very appropriate, 
but with enough risque that people are like, ha, like when I walked in that store, yep. there's, there was enough risque for me to walk in that store and everyone on that poster was very attractive. The men and the women, very good looking. I had no business being anywhere near that poster. <laughs> what do you think sexual marketing should look like? Well, I think if I'm going to boil it down, it's like the root, the root of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, the statistics better than I do. The, the human psyche thinks about sex X amount of yeah. times. Females are different than males, Yeah, but we're always thinking about it. Yeah. Like that billboard yeah. was not saying buy my shit. No. Or this is fucking sexy. No. It was what naturally we may not want to admit, but we are thinking of. Yeah. And I think if I'm going to be marketing something along those realms, along the realm, how can I exploit what you're, th what is buried in your subconscious and bring it out? But at the same time, have you fully comfortable with the fact that you didn't even know that was in there mm -hmm. until I brought it out. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, Oh, I kind of like this. Mm -hmm. This makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Let me keep exploring mm -hmm. this, this path. That's how I would approach it. So it's almost like playing on people's fetishes or kinks that they might not even know is there. Yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah. And okay. I, I think that I think, well, first fetish and kink, I think is, can be uh, manipulated. Okay. I uh, agree with that. Um, I think people are just into I think people are into things that they don't know yeah. are there. Uh -huh. It's like when you discover, like me in high school, I had these things in my brain that I didn't know were there until I went to college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm pretty good at doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at playing guitar. Mm -hmm. How did I know? Like it was buried in there because mm -hmm. these are all genetics, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. How can I take, because the sexual thoughts are buried in your genes. Absolutely. So how can we explain? How can we give consumers or people the platform or opportunity to allow themselves to really see what they like? Yeah. But to push back on that, what most people are thinking right now is more porn focused, yeah. in my opinion. So I just had this conversation the other day with my partner about I haven't watched porn in, uh, dude, I mean, it's college, since college. Um, it's, it, to me, when I watch it, I end up like laughing and like being really entertained by what's going on. Although my college roommates, um, a lot of the other night, it came up in conversation with my guy friends. We were at dinner and uh, it came up, and I was the only one that just like didn't watch it. I'm like, mm. no, I'm busy actually getting laid. <laughs> you never watched um, it with a partner? I never once have. I never, I not, not that I recall, I have not. Um, I will say that, uh, there was one time I was watching uh, human centipede. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. I was watching human centipede and I was watching it with a female who I am still friends with today. And that was the first time we hooked up was when human centipede was playing on the TV. So if that's about the same thing, mm. it's awful. That's an awful, awful show. Absolutely terrible show. Do not watch human centipede. I will not. Um, but <laughs> it's the exact opposite of porn. Um, no, I've never watched with a partner. 
um, how I generate new ideas mm. is simply through being in the moment. And it's like, what it depends on my mood. What would make me feel very dominated right now? Or what would make me feel very dominant right now? And then you just have dialogue about it. Now, hold on. Can I yeah. pause you real quick? Yeah. Because I want to go back to that porn thought. Yeah. Because you were saying something about uh, people are may think of porn. Yes. What I'm trying when to- When you say exploring kinks and fetishes, yes, yes. yeah. What I'm trying to, this is, I just came up with it. Almost the most unsexual things are sexual for me. Mm-hmm. Like a simple good morning mm-hmm. or a simple good night. Clean house. Yeah. Um, like if I'm texting someone and they say good night to me, mm-hmm. that is the last thought. Their last thought of the day is me. Mm-hmm. And that is sexy to me. Mm-hmm. So, hot, yeah. so how can we give these, the people tools or visions to figure out what are those types of things that get mm-hmm. them going? You know? So like, um, we were talking at dinner one time, mm-hmm. the first opportunity to earn someone's respect is to know their name. Mm -hmm. Those are the little tiny things that can build a relationship. Mm -hmm. How can we almost sexualize non-sexual things? Yeah. Because I think people don't even know what they like. Yeah. Like I like people smiling. I like people saying, Hey Ross, how are you doing? Yeah. Like the feeling of want, that's exactly what I'm, getting the feeling of being wanted is sexy to me. Yeah. It's attractive to me. I agree. Being wanted. Everyone wants to be wanted. Yeah. And it's not even a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, not at all. It's like to put it in lack for lack of better terminology. It's like a soul orgasm or it's a brain orgasm. When some, when I go out to these places, last time I went to Jake Harvard's, obviously I'm, I'm a regular there. The whole fucking staff comes and says, Hi, hey, Justin, hey, J- Justin, 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 that Justin. Off, that shit gets me yeah. going. Yep. When someone smiles. So I get up at 504 in the morning, right? I walk to the gym. I will always be walking past other people who are up ready to hustle in the morning. When they make eye contact with me and smile back to me, it's dark outside. So I'm passing homeless people on the street walking there. It's not a great, it's, it's not the happiest time of the day. Mm-hmm. It's really not, but we'll share a smile and a good morning. That gets me going. You know, it gets me going more than anything else. I'm scooting up at the front of my seat for this one. A clear mind to start the day, a mind that is ready to produce, that is ready to get things done. You know, it's interesting. I talked about on the Nick Comedina podcast how one of my big goals for this year is to make a lot of progression towards my own supplement company. And man, I have some ideas for formulations and things that haven't been done that could just, if I have this, my morning would just be unbelievable. Well, I, I, I do it right now, but with six different things, mm-hmm. I wake up and I put six things in this blender. It tastes terrible. I down it as fast as I can. And I am just on. Mm-hmm. No, Adderall is not one of them. <laughs> but if I have this clear mind, when I have this mind that's just ready to produce, ready to show up, ready to serve people, that gets me really mm-hmm. going. So I think you're onto something here. Do people even know 
what gets their soul growing, no, what they gets don't. their mind That's going. That's my point. We know what gets our body going, training. Yeah. Why do we train? Why do we want to look good? I, I didn't start train. I started training because I could not get a single girl to practice reproduction with me. <laughs> I was skinny. I was pathetic. It was awful. That was back in when I was like 16 years old. I couldn't get a single girl to practice reproduction. Mm-hmm. None. It's also why I have a decent personality because I had to make had them. To, yeah, own those skills. <laughs> yeah. You have to own those skills. That's why we do these things. But you don't even know what you want to feel during the day. You don't even know the little ticks like what Ross is talking out, talking about that get you going. How are you going to be able to dive into something deeper with someone in extreme times of vulnerability when I'm naked, you're naked, we're about to like do this thing. How are you ever going to be able to channel the energy or your desires in that realm Without knowing what you simply just like people mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. It's a self-awareness. It just, it truly, it just, it just goes back to lack of self-awareness. And I think people don't have a lot of it. Um, but what I, I would I don't recommend. Think they even want to. No, no. It's like all the people that there's people I pass every day downtown and you're going to get in this rhythm too. I pass you every day. I know that you see me. I know that you know we walk past this each other so every day. I'm always ready to say hello. I'm smiling. I'm happy. And your eyes are always down on the ground, just walking by. In the elevator every day. I make it a challenge. I say, I say to myself, I know this person does not want to say good morning to me. They don't want to say hi. They don't want to say how my day is doing. I purposely, because yep. I know how much you don't want to do it. Yep. Hey, how are you? How was your day? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. That's how you challenge people. Yeah. But man, but then you're going to get someone that reciprocates that. Yeah. And it's like, thank the fucking Lord. Yeah. So I have a cheat code with Peyton. I have a huge cheat oh, code yeah. with Peyton. Like everyone's hyped to see a golden retriever smiling and wagging yep. his tail at them. Right. But man, when I don't have him, the way that I get treated by people is vastly different because I don't have this asset, this icebreaker and people just like stiff as a fucking board walk by. What I wonder about them is like, what is fulfilling you? I walk around with, I put a smile on my face unless I am extremely zoned in on, Mm -hmm. on a work item. I'm walking around with a smile intentionally on my face. Why? Because when you smile, you just simply feel better. Mm -hmm. And when I walk past someone smiling, I know what I feel. So I'm walking past a thousand people on this four mile walk with Peyton smiling. And I know every single one of them feels something. And a lot of them smile back to me. You put out whatever you put out, you get reciprocated, right? You're putting out fucking nothing. Like, what do you do? Getting nothing back. And you get nothing in return. Mm -hmm. It's a stale life of, well, you know, I made it to live in downtown Austin. All right. So you make enough money to live downtown. Cool. Are you excelling? Probably not. You're probably just making it by. Okay. You know, you have a nice little Audi car. Cool. You know, you have your friends from work that you go out with on Friday or Saturday or whatever. You're from work, friends. So everything you do is with people who were handed to you. It's like a fraternity sorority. Were you ever in a fraternity? Uh, football. That's a fraternity. Yeah. It, when you enter a fraternity and a sorority, and this is no shade to people in fraternity and sororities, you're you're buying a friendship package. <laughs> I just choose to make my own friends. Mm-hmm. That, that like, I go out and 
you know, Dio asked me how things are going. I'll be like, oh, my bad. It's an hour and a half later. I'm like, my bad. I made new friends. <laughs> and she's like, of course you did. Of course I made new mm-hmm. friends. I don't understand how it's so difficult for some people to, to accomplish that task. So my challenge, I have a challenge. My challenge, this goes for you as well. I want you, you, there's some sort of social lag that we have, for lack of better terms. I want you to address whatever this social lag is, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. What is your social lag? When's the last time that you lit someone else's day up? When's the last time that you left a conversation or an interaction? You were like, you know what? I just completely transformed that person's day. Think about that. Truly. When is the last time that happened? My challenge for you, you're listening to this podcast right now. I, um, it's going to get dropped on a Monday on YouTube, a Tuesday on Spotify and um, Apple. My challenge for you is today, go out of your way, out of your comfort zone. Challenge yourself with a new line, not, hey, how are you? You know what I ask people? What's the most challenging thing you've done today? It's a great line. A great icebreaker. That is a great icebreaker. And they start talking about it. They tell me, and and I'm like, I'm really proud of you for achieving that. It might be something so small, honestly. Usually, it's actually something quite impressive, mm-hmm. but it could be something so small. They what was, might the, not what was the question? Any, what, did you, what, 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 what was the most challenging thing you did today? They might not have anyone else to share that with. Mm-hmm. They might not have people that are super supportive in their lives. And the only outlet they have to share that is here right now with you. And to you, it might sound so small, but you have the opportunity with your feedback. Hey, I'm really proud of you for making it through that. Like, good work, Nux. That would change their day. So let me connect that to what I was saying yeah. about the good night, good morning. Yeah. You stated they may not have someone in their life to share that with. Mm -hmm. Think about all the people that go to bed without anyone saying good night. Like just that little phrase Mm -hmm. could make someone make someone's whole day or good morning. Or what was the most challenging thing you did today? Yeah. Like, thank you for allowing me to have that. Yeah. That outlet. Cause I've been holding this in and And I'm at the bar now I'm drinking. Yeah. When that's not the healthiest thing. I need to just talk to someone. Yeah. But no one wants to give me any time. No one wants to ever allow that expression to happen. You and I have both been in situations before where it's like, oh, damn, no one around us is really that supportive Mm -hmm. of what's going on. You know how many people have that right now? So that's a great icebreaker. What's the most challenging thing you've done today? And my challenge to you guys, let's start doing challenges at the end of every podcast. That was your idea, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Let's start doing the challenge at the end of every podcast. My challenge to you guys is how can you make someone's day? How can you go out of your way? Because what's going to happen, that energy is going to get reciprocated to you. And in a time that you need it, in a time that you're having a rough day, you're overly stressed or anything, I guarantee the world brings it back full circle to you to be able to repay you for you taking it forward. Actually, I want to say, I want to take a challenge one step forward. We have, there's like this taboo amongst like your interaction this morning, men and women interacting like blindly with like no setup, like very rarely happens. It's just like guys, guys or women, women, because you feel more comfortable with like your own gender. Let's do uh, opposite gender. Let's do a different ethnic group. Let's do it. That's my challenge to the Grower Die podcast. I'm going to do it. 
I'll absolutely do it, and I'll report back to you guys how it goes. <laughs> I'm, I, so I can't, I can't do it with Ross, <laughs> a white guy. I can't do it with him. Let's like, let's really chase that, and I want to hear how you guys, how it goes for you guys. So message us on the Grow or Die podcast uh, if you want to share it with your story and challenge your friends to do it. I would love for you to tag Ross and I in that as well, so that we can keep up to date with how all these things are going. I think this can be really cool and really impactful. And you never know what will happen after just one conversation. But if you make a friend out of it. Yeah. You know, Eric, you know, my friend, Eric, uh, you haven't met Eric no. yet. Have you? One of my best friends. I passed him on the sidewalk. I made a little comment, a super, super simple comment. Can't remember exactly what it was now. Mm-hmm. And now we're like best friends. Yeah. <laughs> we hang out three times a week, every week. Like it, it, that's what transpired. He's changed my life and I've changed his life. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, it was just a simple comment. He had an Ohio State shirt on. Oh. And I was like, hey, dude, go Bucks!" And we like dabbed up over it. And we just like chatted. And I was like, hey, game tomorrow, uh, Dockwood on six. I'll be there watching. And he's like, I'll be there. I'll find you. I was there. He showed up. He found me. And ever since then, like, we've been kicking it. We've been hanging out. Um, but I, I think that challenge is good. Ross, anything to add, anything to leave people with that we didn't get to cover today? I love, this is the first time in Grow Eye Podcast history we've ever talked about sex. I told you I was going to challenge you, bro. I love it. That's what we fucking do, dude. <laughs> That's what we fucking um, do. I would say, if uh, hopefully you guys embark on Justin's challenge, I would, I would implore you guys to take away any, um, like, any intentions, meaning, so I was talking with as a friend of mine, I love the relationships between a male. I get along with women very, very well. Mm-hmm. I love the relationships with females I have when I know they don't want to fuck me yep. and I don't want to fuck them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we are just friends, just, friends. just friends. There's not any like, Oh yeah, I'm your friend, but I really want to fuck you. Yep. Like I, I just want to meet you. Yeah. Like you seem like an interesting person. I'm an interesting person. Let's fucking go have a, cup of coffee yep. get to know each other because yep. I'm sure we can lead down the, the you know there's opportunities and absolutely things like that so don't be afraid of getting rejected mm-hmm. because deep down inside you know that you never wanted to be like accepted yeah. for you know any of those sexual things yeah so just say good morning or, yeah hey what was the hardest thing you did today yeah how did you overcome that yeah so I have a question for you then And this is something I found myself very easy to do. Let me put you in a scenario. Uh, You haven't been to ATX Casino with me yet. Not with you, you? correct. Okay, but you've been. So, um, oh, that's right. So um, (laughs) I become very good friends with a lot of the staff there, right? And um, wow, I'm just telling everyone where I frequent around Austin. If you want to find me. If you want to stalk him. (laughs) Yeah, uh, if you want to stalk me, Carver's. If if you're there and I'm there, you better come up. I'll buy you a drink. Maybe I'll buy you a steak. It depends on your vibe. (laughs) So He orders a Rare Plus. Rare Plus. Yeah, you better know. (laughs) You better know. Hey, um, I was at at, uh, ATX Casino. And I'm in, just uh, having a good night. Pretty high. Pretty fucking high. And, you know, Jax is working. Sabrina's working. Kelly's working. And Ashley's working. It's all my favorite people, right? And for the first time, this has never happened. You're the only person I've told this to because I've wanted to get this out really bad. So I'm going to get out to the podcast. The first time in my life, and it shows where I'm at with my current romantic status. These two women sitting next to me are wildly attractive. 
they are talking about me right away. And like, I look pretty good this night. I was like, fuck yeah, I look pretty good. But they're, they don't think I'm picking up on what's going down. And all of a sudden, the, the one girl says quite loudly, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, all this stuff. And the other one, this blonde girl, that's been my weakness historically. So I, I see this coming. And this is another thing. The, the game was bad. You know, it turns to me and she's like, you're a celebrity here. And I was like, you could say that. Or I just happen to live upstairs and I frequent the area a lot. She's like, you, you live, you live here. And what she doesn't understand. I've had this conversation 50 times before the exact same conversation I've had. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I live up here. What do you do? You know, I'm like, well, I'm about to sound real douchey. You look exactly like you. And this is what I say. I'm about to sound real douchey. But I'm a serial entrepreneur. And to make it even better, I also host a really big podcast. And she's like, wow, you're a super douche. And I'm like, I'm a double <laughs> douche, you know? And like, she wants to keep prolonging the conversation, ask what I drink, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't drink. She's like, you don't even have one with me? Intentions. That's when it changed. Mm -hmm. Intentions. Yep. You won't even have one with me. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Why would I have one with you? Who in the fuck are, why would, yeah. What have you given me other than your cute and your hitting on me that would make me want to have a drink with you? I so, don't drink. So I just, boys, I, boys, listen to these words that Justin are saying. Why would they have a drink with you? Why would they? Why would they come home with you? Why? What are you offering? Do you even know them? There are some people that are good with that. Though. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, oh yeah. You know, you want to pick up a drink? Like, hell yeah, you know, let's do it. No, a true, a, a connection that's going to be worthwhile is, is gay as it's about to sound. It would be very much so like Ross and I would be like, we've been like buddies for like three years, four years, mm -hmm. but like we haven't been tight until recently. We've gotten real tight recently. The intention was never anything but super positive. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't think you'd be on the podcast at any point. I definitely, you wanted nothing from me. I wanted nothing from yep. you. I just liked your vibe and you pushed me in my prep. And like, that's the only thing that we ever, and I pushed you in your prep. Those are the only bro. things we ever had. When that woman, we could have been friends. I would, her and her friend are beautiful. I'm surrounded by beautiful friends, beautiful men and women who make up my friend group. You guys could have joined my friend group. You won't even have a drink with me? Motherfucker, no, I won't have a drink with you. What are your intentions? Set them and hold that boundary extremely hard. Don't let it be fucked with. Because at the end of the day, that boundary is the difference of you knowing exactly what it is you want or you forcing a compromise for a less than ideal situation. Gordai Podcast, keep me updated on your challenge. We're out. Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Why Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, zip lining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Why Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at whycampidaho.org.